The Friday GAA Podcast, with thanks to GAA Go, official home for live and on-demand GAA match streaming worldwide. Goal on here, goal chance for Conor McGrath, and surely give it in, Conor. Mackie heading it towards the 21 metre line. Keep Mackie still going. Go on, goal is up for Cats. Oh, what a goal. I can't think of a better position or a better place to be in right now, anywhere in the world. It's time to take Sam to throne. If you look back in sporting history, you'll see that the whingers and the whiners are forgotten. The characters remembered briefly. But will stick in your mind at the champions who showed car. I want nothing to do with that, to be quite honest. You know, I think it's a disgrace. It's a small change before the game, worth the street. Donovan Connor Ben. Wild effort on goal. It's Okay, well, we're along to the Friday GA podcast. We didn't have one last week. Uh, a few people have been on Twitter querying me is exactly why we didn't have one. Well, I was away, so I'm going to blame Tommy Rooney and Owen Sheehan. So the blame has uh, well and truly been shifted across to you, lads. We shall move on from the debacle that was last week. We have no excuses. Um, one game this weekend. It's the small matter of Dublin Kerry, the most traditional, aristocratic, fascinating rivalry in the history of the GEA. <sighs> Despite the fact that for the last 35 to 40 years, it's been the one, one of the most one-sided rivalries in, G- in Gaelic football, either one way or the other. Yeah. There's never been a time in my lifetime, when Kerry and Dublin went at each other tit for tat and you never really knew who was going to take away the win. What about the 2013 All-Ireland semi-final? I was just about to say that. There's been, Dublin have beaten them but that every was, year since 2011. But nobody knew who was going to win that game. Look, the point I'm making is that they haven't gone win for win okay. since probably the 1940s. Okay. It's not going to happen again this time either, is it? Well, obviously there are heavy favourites this time as well. It, I, I, for me, the real intensity of a rivalry, of a true, genuine rivalry, is one where they don't really like each other. I don't get that really with Kerry and Dublin. What? I don't really get the sense that they... There's, is there any <laughs> real level of animosity amongst the two teams? The there's a lot of respect, obviously. I don't know. Like, uh, it's different like, for is you. It a, is you're it a, a Tyrone-Armagh rivalry of the mid-noughties, for example? Well, no, because there's obvious real contempt there. And I think, okay, I take your point that there is respect between the two of them. But I think within those camps, first of all, they're way too, I don't know, smart the word, but they're way too quiet to mention any sort of animosity. But I guarantee there's animosity brewing within certainly the Kerry camp, that's for sure. And I think there is a little bit of that in the Dublin camp as well. Certainly, if you go back to 2011, there would have been a hell of a lot of that in the Dublin camp. It's hurt rather than animosity, though, isn't it? Does hurt not breed animosity? When you you look at the person person who's been inflicting all this hurt. It definitely does. And it, d- it develops a real hunger and a desperate desperation to win, but there are no, there there haven't been any real niggly incidents, any niggly games, a flurry of red cards. Well, Kerry are going to need to have a niggly game to, to beat Dublin this weekend. And Kerry, and we've heard Owen Sheehan say it all year long, Kerry have been gunning for Dublin for 11 months. And the Dublin lads know that too. So that's going to make the dubs, you know, even more, I don't know, that, 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 I would love that if I was a Dublin player and I knew that Kerry had their eyes set on us all year long they're waiting to play us yeah, all the talk is about the Dublin fact that Kerry. Kerry have been planning for this game all year but you know what almost as if to say that Dublin haven't I can't I mean Dublin knew they were playing Kerry in this game just as early as Kerry knew 
vice versa. I hope to God on Sunday I'm a different person, but I'm finding it so difficult to get excited for but, this game. But what, what difference does that make that Kerry have been planning exactly. for this game? For, it's, it's <laughs> what a, does that even mean? It's a complete moot point. Yeah. The, the only reason I brought it up in the podcast earlier on in, in the year was that, that we had the discussion where Kerry going to be focused enough for the Clare or the Tip games. And I was just making the point that they are because they really wanted to get this game on August 28th. But whether that's the fact that they've been planning since 11 months ago, is that going to make any difference on Sunday? Not really, to be honest. They could have started planning after a tough quarter final. Like you'd imagine Mayo have started planning now after the tip game last week for an All-Ireland final. You don't need 11 months to plan for a Gaelic football match. Well, I'm not, I'm not saying that they do need 11 months, but they have been. Like, yeah. They've been thinking about this for 11 months. That's I, I, what I'm saying. I'm not saying they've been planning for it. No, I'm not. Like They've I, been waiting for this moment. Like They have. And just, it's been building up inside them, of them. To, does that to make avenge. them better prepared to win it? I, I, don't, I wouldn't think so. Um, I, I would think that there's just a greater sense of anticipation. There might even be a sense of nerves from some of the Kerry players, like the likes of Brina Bjogliak or Tyg Morley, who haven't played at this level ever, and it's as it's the highest level they'll ever get to. Like that's the only thing I can sense from the 11 months making a bit of a factor is that nerves with some of the younger players. Other than that, like Kerry know exactly what Dublin are going to bring. There's been very few changes in the way Dublin play. I guess I mean the Keno Sullivan thing has just become more apparent in the last 12 months. They've obviously had two big changes in the defence. But other than that, I can't really see there being a huge difference to us. I don't think they've been plotting for 11 months. I think they've been plotting this summer, perhaps. I think really? it's just been... You don't think they have? I definitely think they have, 100%. What, what, what do you think they've been plotting? How they're going to beat Dublin. And they're going to beat Dublin. Like They, they believe they're going to beat Dublin on Sunday, like. Yeah, but like, I, I would have thought that last year, Fitzmaurice would have plotted something for that September afternoon that went so wrong for Kerry yeah. and it went so wrong for Kerry and this sounds like the most idiotic excuse but go back and watch that game that greasy ball actually made oh, a hell of a lot of difference whatever it was in that day the the, the, the Kerry players just couldn't get their hands on the ball and they couldn't make it stick it was, a bad a, game of the, the, it was an awful game of football one of the worst I've ever been at so you were, you're one of those people I know we're harking back a year but you would subscribe to the theory that the greasy ball ruined the game and that the greasy ball prevented Kerry from getting a foothold in the game whereas I would be on the other side of the fence from watching that game I felt that on a dry day it wouldn't have been a game at all that on a dry day Dublin would have beaten them by 10 points well, I'm not because sure. they were dominant, really, for the majority of the game. They created all the it's goal hard, opportunities bar one. If, if I have I have three or four instances in my head where James O'Donoghue drops a ball that he wouldn't have dropped in a you know, or Colin Cooper wouldn't have dropped in a, on a normal day. You know, Darren O'Sullivan. Uh, there, there was chances going into Kieran Donnie in the second half that he might have claimed that there was a yeah. it was a dry day. You know, well, well I, I definitely agree with you on the Darren O'Sullivan James O'Donoghue thing. That's what that's the point I'm trying to make. The Donoghue high ball thing. Do you know what? That that ball breaks nine times out of ten anyway or mm. up against two men. But it was just so frustrating watching that game last year. And there was just a number of incidents out on the, the Hogan stand side of the pitch. And I, I was sitting down. Actually, I was sitting beside Tommy Rooney last year at the All-Ireland Final. Yeah. And sitting down... That was on, your first All-Ireland Final, wasn't it? was my first All-Ireland yeah. Final. You I put out a plea in the podcast. We but, did, yeah. But sitting down on the, the side, the hillside where Kerry were attacking in the first half. And just ball after ball after ball that was coming out uh, to James O'Donoghue on that wing. And it was just slipping through his hands. It was just unbelievably frustrating. Um, and I, I like... On a dry day, perhaps, Dublin would have pulled away from that. But the point I'm trying to make is that on that greasy day, Dublin managed to hold the ball. I don't know why that was. They managed to hold the ball a hell of a lot better than Kerry. And the way Fitzmaurice set his team up that day actually wasn't so bad. Well, maybe they had better gloves. And you're after riling yourself up all over again, I'm sure. Mm. You thought you'd put that final behind you. Let's talk about a couple of the matchups. We don't know about James McCarthy, but you would think that if he was named on the bench for the game against Donegal, I'd say James that surely... 
three weeks later he's fit yeah. and he's and he's ready to go. I do. Yeah. If he comes back, that's obviously a massive boost to Dublin. They, I'm sure, are tempted to start Paul Mannion to run at this carry defence, but is he better off left held in reserve if you start with McManaman? Look at, look at the impact that man can make if you bring him yeah. off the bench. You know, like, He must be a defender's nightmare, just as McManaman is, if you're tiring, mm. 60 minutes on the clock and suddenly Dublin's quickest forward. Yeah. has been put on you. Oh. I mean, it's the worst thing you could hope for as a cornerback. Yeah, is there a question that Kerry could perhaps target a few subs to target the dub subs? And I know we probably won't have a full idea of what the dub subs are exactly going to be until 10 minutes before the ball is thrown in because there's going to be... You could say to say that Mannion will be am- amongst them. Amongst the subs? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah, well, I would also mm-hmm. make the argument that there's a good chance McManaman's going to be among the subs as well just because of the damage he's done to Kerry in the past. Is MDMA going to start? He didn't have his best day against Donegal, but they don't really have options in midfield, do they? They have real four. They four guys who can play midfield. They're never going to move Keanu Sullivan no. from the sweeping position, so that brings you down to three. Bastic doesn't have a full game in him, and Macaulay not, has not really recaptured the form that some but the footballer of the year three years ago. Do you not start Bastic because Macaulay you makes probably the impact? Do. You know, he went the other way against the Donegal, which surprised me, and, and Michael didn't really play as well as he can do. He he was on the fringes of the game for a lot of it. Like Bastic is thirty five now, is he? So maybe you do start with Bastic and then bring McCauley on for the last twenty five minutes. Mm. Yeah, not even I bring him on earlier, but like, like that's obviously going to be an area of the pitch. And what you just mentioned there is the one area where Kerry are actually favourable is that they have options to bring off the bench when it comes to midfield. That being said, midfield is sometimes the least important area that you have to bring a sub off the bench because sometimes it's the less the of the legwork being done on the pitch. Um, but it is one little inkling that Kerry have that if a certain matchup isn't going their way, whoever they're going to have in reserve, be it a Johnny Buckley, be it an Anthony Maher that they could bring off the bench to target that, that could be something that goes in their favour. But as I say, I, I don't think having fresh legs to bring off the bench in terms of midfield is going to make that much of a difference because of the runners that they have in other positions. So the team will be announced in Kerry around 9 o'clock tonight. Dublin, we don't normally get their team until tomorrow. We're recording this just after 2 o'clock on a Friday afternoon. Now that they have Buckley and Mar fit and available to be selected, they really have five guys they can choose from midfield yeah. when you throw Moran and Donaghy in the, and Sheehan in there as well. So which two do they go with and which are their best two? Does Eamon Fitzmaurice have any idea who his best two midfielders are? Dave Moran is, is there. So he's right? one. Yeah, he's yeah. one. Donahue has been his go-to guy for the rest of the season. I think you've got to go with Brian Sheehan. But then, I'd agree. I think you've got to go with Brian Sheehan. But he has to start for other reasons, doesn't he? Brian Fenton can do serious damage yeah. against them too, playing the way he plays. You know, he mightn't do it early. He, he mightn't dominate either of them. But Brian Fenton can run with the ball and he uses it so well and he's got two feet. Fenton could have a huge influence on this game even if he doesn't control it in the air. That, that's a huge predicament for Fitzmaurice because, as you say, Moran has to start best midfielder. But then, if you want to start Maher with him, you need to have Sheehan on the pitch for the freeze. But you can't start Sheehan anywhere else. If you start him at centre-forward, Kerry are in big trouble there. Do we have the same MDMA Bastic thing going on here? Do you want Brian Sheehan on the pitch for the last 25 minutes? Well, maybe you do. I mean, like, if Sheehan's not on the pitch, then you're going to have David Moran stepping up to take the 45. Yeah, you, so by so the time you bring Sheehan on, you may already have kicked away six exactly. scoreable frees. Mm. And you, that, what, Sheehan may not be in a position then to, to influence the game. Now, you could end up in a position where he's standing over the game-winning free. Yeah. And that wouldn't be the case if he started because he probably would he be brought off after 50-odd minutes. Yeah. I don't know what they do with Sheehan. I would probably start him. The troubles they have off the deck in particular... I mean, Dublin know yeah. they can kick the ball over their own end line and not suffer any consequences mm. because Kerry don't have anyone on the team that can put the ball over the bar. It's a big problem for them. And they know that Dean Rock 
or Cluxton who wasn't who hasn't actually kicked a score no, since he, he got yeah. one against Kerry in the All Ireland last yeah. year. Either of those will put the ball over maybe seven times, eight times out of ten. Oh, it is a problem for Kerry that they don't have a proper free taker when Sheen's not there. It's, and as you say, you can't really play him anywhere else. Not against Dublin. You could in any other game, but not against Dublin. We, we just saw it. It was probably the most blatant example of mm. not playing a, a, a forward with legs was the All-Ireland final last year. So, um, well, we're going to have a Paul Murphy this year. You know, he's yeah, going to play in the half-forward line. He's going to play either wing or centre-forward. Um, he'll probably, will they put the man-marking job, putting him on Philly like they did in the league finals, which was one of the rare things that actually worked really well yeah. back in April. Do they put... Darren O'Sullivan and Keane O'Sullivan. And, it, ha- and how do you ensure that happens? Normally it's a defender that's oh, well, choosing to mark or otherwise a forward. S- you see, you know where Keane is going to play. Keane O'Sullivan isn't going to play wing back or corner back. Like, Keane O'Sullivan can't move from where he's going to be. Keane O'Sullivan is going to be the centre back. I would, this is my theory, I've obviously been dreaming about this game all week so far. And the one thing I would do is put a player at centre forward who can take a point from range and then accompany that with two big men in the full forward line. So with those two big men in there, you're going to be drawing Keno Sullivan right in there. And at 11, wouldn't it be great to have James O'Donoghue there? Well, O'Donoghue hasn't been known to have been pulled out a, a little further afield, yeah. hasn't he? But against Tony Goal in 2014, we saw it. And he hasn't recaptured his best form yet because he hasn't played that much football since coming back from the shoulder surgery. There are a lot of guys in this carry team that they have to produce big on Sunday. Why isn't Kieran Donoghue going to be in midfield? Sorry. And why wouldn't you put Brian Sheehan then at, at centre-forward? Well, he didn't longer. really have kicks. Buckley and Mara available, did he, fully fit when no, he was choosing to play Donaghy in there? Not for this whole season. He hasn't had Mara and Buckley fit at the same time. He, he had Buckley fit for the first game, but Mara was out, and then he's had Mara fit since, but Buckley's been out. Like, Donaghy, I, I would, you could make a very strong argument to play more and Donaghy in midfield, but then, of course, that leaves you without that free-taking of Brian but Sheehan. Sheehan 11. See, we see, put Sheehan 11? You see, that's, I've got a problem with that. I just think, no matter what happens, not mobile, as Dave no. says, they're going to put whoever yeah. Dublin's most mobile back, in, not most mobile, one of their most mobile mm. backs on him, and then suddenly you're in big trouble because Sheehan's not going to be able to track back. Yeah, you put James McCarthy and Brian Sheehan and Kerry got a it's series. game ball. over. You know, because McCarthy has, he showed to the league that he can just wreak absolute havoc. The two guys that Dublin brought into their defence in John Small and um, Davy Byrne, they've excelled, haven't yeah. they? They yeah. haven't shown that there's any real issue in the loss of Rory O'Carroll and Jack McCaffrey, albeit obviously it's not a direct replacement, Davy Byrne, for Rory O'Carroll. They've pushed Johnny Cooper inside. They've excelled, but, but they haven't been tested either. That's the next point I'm going to make. If they do put Don, Donaghy in there and leave him on the edge of the square for the whole game and pump maybe 10 balls in in the first 15-20 minutes they only really need one or two of those to stick and mm-hmm. you've got Paul Ganey around them too and he's and brilliant we, in the air deceptively see, good in the we air we did not see the yeah. best of Paul Ganey in last year's All-Ireland Final no. and he's like he's been in good form this year too yeah, he, so Ganey over Cooper would be something that carry my target and Philly and Donny would be just another fascinating matchup yeah. they clearly don't like each other there was issues in the All-Ireland Final last year I'm really looking forward to seeing if Donahue is in there, if it's Philly, and how does he manage him? Yeah, I'd say it will be Philly who'll mark him because I, I can't see Gooch starting. I think I think Eamon knows that it's not a, liability is the wrong word, but you can't really start Gooch in this you game. You do feel the game has gone beyond him in some it ways. Is, and Certainly it's, the first 50 minutes of a game. It's very sad to say, but he's like clear, well into his 30s now. He's had his fair share of injuries yeah. and the game has just become so much quicker than it was when he started 14 mm. years ago. Absolutely. I, I think the full forward line will be and it, 
well, Donaghy is kind of a big if there at full forward with a Paul Ganey off him. And then your third forward is either going to be a Darren O'Sullivan or a James O'Donoghue. I, I suspect it'll be James O'Donoghue numerically yeah. as the other corner mm. forward with Darren O'Sullivan out in the wing alongside Donaghy Walsh and Paul Murphy. Um, but like, you're going to get no joy off a high ball into Kieran Donaghy unless there's a, another big man in there, i.e. Paul Ganey. Um, which, of course, is the, the most well-used tactic in Kerry 09, uh, is, is the greatest example of that. Will that work against Dublin? I think it might, because as I mentioned, if you've got a, a point-scoring centre-forward there who they're able to pass the ball off to if they're double or triple-marked uh, the Twin Towers inside, you might get some joy off that. If that is the ploy of Kerry, Dublin will be alive to it in the first four or five minutes, That's will the they not? And then they just make sure that they brought Kieran Kilkenny back as well. Mm. So you've got Keno Sullivan, who's the extra back anyway. You've got Kieran Kilkenny, who's there. And you've James McCarthy also in there with that kind of physicality who wasn't there against Donegal. A Donegal side that tried that tactic for the first 15 minutes. And I don't think Murphy won a single ball. Now, you could say that Murphy's more mobile than Donaghy, but I don't, we don't know if Murphy was fully fit. He Murphy certainly didn't look capable of dominating Philly McMahon in the way that Donegal might have pinpointed and hoped in the first 15-20 minutes of that game so if it doesn't come off for Kerry Donegal after five minutes either, they didn't but they did have McBrearty floating around I yeah. mean they're just as phys- one is just as physical as the other McBrearty can really pluck a ball out as well win his own ball there's not an awful lot of difference between those two but if it doesn't work for Kerry yeah. in the first quarter of an hour what then? Well, obviously, the the next step from Kerry then is to go another line back, and they'll be pushing their centre forwards forward, but like that's or their half backs forward, but like that'll have little to no impact against this Dublin team. They're well expecting that every Gaelic football team employs that. What do Kerry then do? I don't know. That's why I think it might actually be a mistake to start on a heat. This might be a Plan B. What is Plan A for Kerry? It's really hard to know. I think that the only plan A they might have is to start perhaps Darren and James O'Donoghue as their quick corner forwards. And I don't know, perhaps some diagonal running there. And just, it's just going to be a matter of them getting out in front of their men. But this is a real problem I have that I, I actually can't pick out a way that Kerry can beat Dublin offensively on Sunday. After the Ulster final, Jim McGuinness wrote about it. His problem with Donegal's attack was that they were one, too one-dimensional. They brought the ball up to the 45, they waited for the man to come off the shoulder and when it didn't work in the second half, they were clueless and Tyrone pipped them in the last couple of minutes. Mm. What Kerry have to do is just mix it up, you know? That's what you got to do. If they go long to Donahue a couple of times and one or two of them works, Dublin will be rattled and they'll have their plan in place to how they're going to counteract that. Dublin will drop back. Kerry have to have their plan B, their plan C, their plan D. The, the, one, the one thing that I think Fitzmaurice could spring is starting Stephen O'Brien and Stephen O'Brien will be left marked by probably Davy Byrne. Um, and I'm not... Byrne is an outstanding defender as he's shown this season but he is probably the weakest of a, of a brilliant set of um, defenders they have there. I, I think Stephen O'Brien just got a humongous game in him after his first game of the season in the Munster Championship against Clare. He's not a headline name. Give him a few early balls and Kerry could get off to a very, very good start. Take it away from this focus on Donaghy and away from this focus uh, on James O'Donoghue and whether or not Gooch is going to start. And they've got another outstanding forward here that the country has yet to come alive to that this guy is as good as he really is. So we've been chatting for nearly 20 minutes. We're going to have to wrap because it's just the one game. So it'll be a shortened pod this week. But we have barely mentioned the Dublin attack. All we've done is maybe wonder whether or not McManaman and Paul Manuel will start. So we've gone 20 minutes of chat without talking about Bernard Brogan, Paul Flynn, Dear McConnelly, Kieran Kilkenny, we haven't mentioned in an offensive capacity. No. Um, Paddy Andrews, who got to one of the greatest points I've ever yeah. seen of his right foot in the quarterfinal win over Donegal. That team is going to score 116 on Sunday, isn't it? Easy. Oh, come on, like the Kerry's defense, that's their weak point, isn't it? Oh, well, like, so it, how do Kerry like Dublin's do, super? How do Kerry outscore that? 
Well, the, the only option really is to bring a, a Paul Murphy back or to kind of station Danica Walsh in a deeper role because even Claire were cutting through them like night through hot butter. And you do that and James McCarthy is coming at you. Yeah, and Kerry actually got very lucky. It wasn't just Claire's poor finishing. There were some freak moments where Claire should have had two, three goals. Dublin will 100% turn that into three goals on Sunday if those same chances present themselves. Um, and it just seems that Kerry haven't really learned their lesson that much. But then again, they were playing in a more offensive way against Clare because they're keeping more men ahead of the ball. I'd, I'd expect them to revert back to their Munster Championship way and keep a lot of men behind the ball. But then, of course, that presents its own problems. You're not going to be able to outscore Dublin, who, as you say, will score 116 at the very least. Bernard Brogan, like the form that man is in. Yeah. And he's due, he, he'll feel he's due a decent game because he was held scoreless against Duddy Goal. He was taken off after 48 minutes. Mm. I'm sure he did not enjoy that happening to him. Reading Darrow Shea during the week, he tipped Kerry to win on Sunday and based to win the All Ireland based on absolutely no evidence. He didn't really give us a game plan. He didn't say this is the reason that Kerry are going to win. No. I picked them to win. Here's why. It was just because he's a Kerry man. Are you going to do the same? Yeah, uh, he based it on hunger entirely, and I, I just couldn't like as I say I've been thinking about this all weekend I've been or all week and I've been trying to come up with some sort of way and granted it's only offensively that we can break down Dublin that Kerry can break down Dublin I'm not part of the, the Kerry setup <laughs> um, and I, I just can't see it happening I, I would say Dublin by five I would it would be one of the happiest moments ever if Kerry managed uh, to be Dublin from a fan's perspective but there's just nothing to suggest that this Dublin defence is anything other than the best defence in the country. I know they mightn't be as good as last year. Last year they were the best defence in the country. They still are. Yeah. Tommy? This uh, this Dublin team showing the two All-Star full, uh, backs um, possibly the greatest half-forward line we're going to see in a long time mm. and one of the best teams that of Gaelic football that we'll see. Like Somebody said it in the show I think two years ago that this team were going to win five in a row. They easily could win five in a row still. You know what I mean? Well, like, we're not got- for that ridiculous... Naivety against Donegal, they would be going for four in a row right now. One hundred percent, like, and the Arsenal that they have in the bench, the, the the options they have, they are so good. And James McCarthy's back now; he's going to add another dimension to that team. Don't forget that a lot of people were tipping James McCarthy for Player of the Year back in the league. Like, they have so many options. If Kerry can get goals, they're going to do damage. But I just think Dublin are going to win this by five or six. Yeah, I think Kerry will need goals. I'd be going for Dublin for maybe. I don't think it'd be quite five or six, but I don't think Dublin will be in position after an hour as to whether they're going to lose this game. Thanks for listening. Our all our GA coverage and Off the Ball is brought to you with thanks to Borgosh Energy, proud sponsors of the All-Ireland Under-21 Hurling Championship. Going to leave our listeners, lads, with a bit of trivia. And it's one for you two to get stuck into as well. Dublin beat Kerry on Sunday. They'll have beaten them for the fourth time in a row. Only two other counties in the history of the game have beaten Kerry in four successive championship meetings. You can tweet us at Off the Ball. You can get me at Dave McIntyre NT. Let us know if you know who they are. And don't use the internet, listeners. We want you to have a little bit of a head scratcher yourselves. Thanks for listening. We'll chat to you next week. The Friday GAA Podcast with thanks to GAA Go, official home for live and on demand GAA match streaming worldwide. Goal on here. Goal chance for Conor McGrath. Surely give it in, Conor. What a goal! Mackie heading it towards the 21 metre line. Team Mackie still going. Boy, yeah, boy, yeah. Goal is up for Caps. Oh, what a goal! I can't think of a better position or a better place to be in right now anywhere in the world. It's time to take Sam to throne. If you look back in sporting history, you'll see that the whingers and the whiners are forgotten. The characters remembered briefly. But will stick in your mind that the champions who showed class. I want nothing to do with that, to be quite honest. You know, I think it's a disgrace. A small change before the game, work the street. <laughs> it looks like Donovan Connor a wild effort on goal. It's over! Oh, 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 oh
it don't mean nothing. What is game? Who got game? Where's the game in life? Behind the game, behind the game. I got game, she got game, we got game, they got game, he got game. It might feel good, it might sound a little something.